Ship's Log, Entry 1008 PR Officer Dot the Human was defeated in combat. Engineer Trizzy arrived late, but used magic to disguise Dot's identity, thus disguising the fact that an Earthling kidnapped an Illithid on the ship. Dot was remanded to sickbay with Dr. Jovan, the solitaire physician with a graphene body resembling a large operating table. Interrogation of PR Officer Dot revealed that she was not a saboteur responsible for the lack of communication with the soul system. To the contrary, she revealed that she was merely the first crew member to notice that the entirety of Earth had become silent. The ramifications of this are thus. We are trapped in Elithid space. Without jump coordinates, the teleportation drive cannot return us home. However, there is good news. My systems are functioning perfectly. Captain Duil convened with the Velvet Foxes for a conversation about the circumstances of the Resubian. It was decided that the crew will be told they are stuck in the Far Realm for the moment, but not that it may be permanent. Dr. Jovan suddenly entered the bridge, saying that the captain's brine tank had been poisoned. The shell took a sample of the cerebrospinal fluid, containing an illithid tadpole. Unfortunately, this was a lie. Dot escaped and was piloting Jovan's solitaire shell. She then attempted to hijack a spaceship from the dock and escaped into space. Security Officer Bill managed to talk the criminal out of the armor with fake promises. This gave Engineer Trizzy an opportunity to catapult a wrench into Dot's head, rendering her unconscious. Saint Cecilia safely caught the sample tube containing the illithid tadpole. Because you just drank a milkshake, but what if in character all of your characters that you voice have also just had milkshakes? That would solve the problem. Lickums brand uh, milkshake machines in every room. <laughs> they are. They're already there. This is all tying together. Every scene in this in this <laughs> fucking show is gonna have people uh, stage direction enters with a milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm I'm gonna be disappointed if we get to the point where fan art starts happening and there's not like a little milkshake hidden in every shot. Like just ah uh-uh, there it is. It's the thing you gotta find. <laughs> Exits pursued by a milkshake. <laughs> I see. This is where we've got like got to do the social media take where you say you like milkshakes, and then we're like, "Oh, does that mean you like milkshake?" Duck famously did a bad thing on the internet. Oh, digging up old tweets where you're like, "I don't really care for milkshakes." <laughs> like, is this the hypocrite you want playing a duck on your podcast? <laughs> oh, Austin, what are we doing? Is this a D and D podcast? We, had, we, we still need to introduce ourselves, right? This is early on in the show. We're only like 12 weeks in or something. So this is a downtime episode, which is something we've done for many seasons here on Dice Funk. I think I'm actually going to do it a little different this time. 
Uh, traditionally, I just go around the table and say, like, explain how you leveled up, Re- read your sheet. And that's fine. It works. But I think I'm going to do something a little different uh, this season. So let's see My how sheet. it works. Huh? My sheet? Yeah. My character sheet. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I thought you, I thought I was exposed to write a script. No, uh, I just I have a character. <laughs> I, I have a character sheet. I, I've, I've I've appropriately leveled Bill up. Do you, okay, did you panic for a moment there because you're recording in bed and you're like, not my sheets? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like, wait a minute, was there more homework to do besides leveling this guy up? Uh, nah, nah. Here's the thing: Austin will chase you up if you haven't done your homework. You'll you'll know if there's homework that's missing. Oh, okay, fair enough. Okay, but I did I did uh, I, I I am up. I I am I'm a, I'm a four now. Yeah, level four is a very simple one. You just pick some numbers. There's not really much to talk about. So, let's open this episode uh, in the training room on the Azubian. This is kind of like the fitness center. I bet there's some, you know, workout equipment and so forth in here. Um, all three of you have been summoned for uh, some special training, uh, but no one else has arrived yet. It's just your three characters. Why don't you set a little scene? What are you doing? What are you talking about? Bill, Bill finds it very uh, suspicious, really, that the three characters who are always together are also the only three characters who showed up for the mission for the training session this this is uh bill's sort of like looking around like oh shit is this an ambush trizzy is in no way worried about this at all she's up on like popping through a vent on the ceiling just being like okay bill if you can't if you can't get an intruder that's up here in the ceiling how are you ever going to do security (laughs) bill's bill's just down there i'm so high up (laughs) oh i'm an intruder (laughs) my god Bill's just down there with a knife in his mouth, or is Bill? You gotta try and throw that up here. It's a long way up. Can you be accurate at that distance? Go <laughs> on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. What? Where? Where exactly are you? I'm just trying to up on a here. vent on the ceiling. A vent on the <laughs> ceiling. I mean, I could literally fly. So, like, <laughs> I. That's fair. I don't didn't know if we if we made it canon if it was canon. That it was canon. Oh, oh, it's canon. That's- it's canon. That's fair. It's uh, instantly regrets this and starts getting back inside the vent. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, this was a foolish uh, decision uh, that you, you have made. Do you not notice these it's, wings? It's, 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 it's fine. It's fine. We've, we've proven you know how to get intruders in the vents. Yeah. It's, it's fine. I'll come up with a way you can't get me. I'll have, think I have, of one. I have city secrets. Uh, Most I, ducks I can, can fly at 80 kilometers per hour. Fast. Yeah. Yeah, but they need, like, a run-up to do that. Like, I don't think they can just be, I'm in a room and there's very little space. I'm just going to fly upwards. Well, no one's around, so there's no crowds. You can get, like, probably enough. <laughs> Everyone is, for some reason, just uh, drinking milkshakes in 10 forward right now. Yeah. Bill Webb has, like, a eight-foot box jump, so. Yeah. That's just the him stat. Yeah. Mallard ducks can fly 800 miles per day. These little athletes... Yeah, delicious. They don't, they don't have anything better to do. I mean, <laughs> they they don't have rich inner lives, Austin. Unlike Bill, who has been cursed with intelligence. Uh, so Saint Cecilia is there. Uh, just kind of curious what's kind of going on. I didn't know if like active combat, like training, is part of the usual regimen. But I was like, 
oh, what does like a goth person wear to like, uh, or someone wearing like very gothic clothes wear to like working out? So I just typed goth workout clothes, and it's it's been a trip so far. There's a lot of like very some of this is very unique, and I like that. Oh my god, Quinn, do you not know about health goths? <laughs> no, is this a new thing? Oh my god, health I'm... goths. Yeah, well, it's not new. Laura, come on. You, you're you a My Chemical Romance fan. Surely you know about health Oh, yeah, 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 no, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is a, it's quite, it's an aesthetic. It's a whole thing. The workout goth is, uh, is real. They're powerful. Uh, they're slightly, uh, scary, but it's pretty yeah, good. It's, it's, it's what if, like, I wanted to, be, what if you had a goth that cared about, like, having muscle definition and eating healthily, but also was like, I refuse to let you see that I've done this with myself. I'm going to look exactly as depressed as I did before. Perfect. Oh my gosh, there's so many articles. Well, that is what Cecilia looks like right now. She looks like a health goth. Uh, ooh, there's a whole uh, page for this on the aesthetics wiki. I'm so glad we got to bring this to you, Quinn. This is important for me emotionally. Fetish culture. What have you led me into, Yorski? Oops. Look what I've done. Oops. I did it again. I made it horny. Uh, I hate this. You've, you've never made anything horny. Definitely, no, definitely never. All right. So Trissy's popping out of the vents, taunting Bill, who's just like, I can fly and I have a knife. And you're standing in the corner looking uh, oddly uh, attractive in a way that I'm going <laughs> to gloss past and not say anymore <laughs> to embarrass myself. Uh, when someone enters the room, um, and I think you've all seen this person around, but I don't know that you've ever talked to them. Uh, they are very small. They are a fairy. Or at least they appear to be a fairy on the surface. Uh, she is uh, probably just about as big as Bill Webb the Duck, maybe smaller. Uh, but her face looks like it has basically exploded into like tentacles. Uh, that's the first thing. When she gets closer, you're like, oh, <laughs> like that's not how that's supposed to be. Um, but then you're like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. Illithids have face tentacles. Um, and hers are like uh, much more wild and colorful than the kind of bluish, greenish ones you've seen before on the various mind flares. Do we know her name or? You immediately know that this is Wendy McDonald. She is part of uh, one of the strike teams on the ships, uh, specifically Tully's Monsters, uh, which is one of the the people who, you know, go out to do kind of uh, paramilitary stuff for the Resubian, like defending VIPs and rescuing hostages and all the various things that are happening in the, the Illithid Mind Flayers Civil War. Um, so, you know, this person is extremely dangerous. And in fact, I'm going to say uh, you get... Uh, like advantage when dealing with her uh, going going forward. She's your ally, so you don't think you're gonna have to like you know fight to the death. But you you respect her skills more than you would have if you're like, oh, this person is two foot tall. <laughs> I'm not worried at all. Who is Tully? <laughs> That's great. That's an incredible question. Tully is the name <laughs> of the sh- is na- the name of the ship that Tully's monsters fly around on. It is the Tully monster, which is named after a deep sea creature. <laughs> Oh, is this like what that uh, terrifying fish in Animal Crossing is based on? Uh, I think there's probably a bunch of extinct because you find fossils in Animal Crossing. Yeah, but there's like a giant fish you can like fish out of the rivers in some of the games. And it's huge. What if you had like a regular normal looking fish and then like its nose was a claw? It's it's a weird thing. It's got it's got holes down the side of it that look like portholes. So Wendy flies into the training area and says, Hola, civilians. 
Uh, I've been told that you all lost a fight to a HR representative who's never lifted anything heavier than a pen. So I'm here to help you not die. We didn't. We didn't. We, we won. didn't lose the I'm, fight. I'm sorry. We, like, hey, 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 yeah, we, we, we. They didn't get away. They got fairly well beaten up for someone in a very, very tough suit of armor. Tris, Tris, were you not outnumbering them three to one? Is that that's the the report I read? I could take it up with Ophelia if actually. Oh, yeah, but you know it's different when there's, there's like there were there were hostages in like both the fight scenarios. There was there was there was a hostage, and then there was a little uh, uh, a tad, uh, tadpole in a flask. We, we we were trying to make sure we didn't damage collateral damage to people. Like it's not just there's a there's a person hit them. The hostage situation changes the dynamics completely. Yeah, I wanted to electrify them, but that was not going to be good for the tadpole. Wendy turns to Cecilia and says, anything to say for yourself, Cece? No, I am a little surprised to see that uh, positions that do not uh, have a major focus on combat are required to do this, but I do also understand we are in uh, unique circumstances. Oh shit, we've been called to the principal's office. (laughs) That's why it's only us here. We got got to start our breakfast club right now. Shit. Uh Wendy says, we are in the far realm. It's dangerous at the best of times, but there's also a civil war going on. And somebody, I'm not pointing fingers, somebody may have reduced a human ambassador's head into chunky marinara. You know, let's not, we don't have to assign blame. It's not really about that. Was it you? Damn, she's good. (laughs) You're good, Cece. I got to give it to you. (laughs) I have studied under the best uh, psychological profilers, and also it seemed kind of obvious. Well, all right. So, and she pulls out her weapon, which is a an ice pick, which is a kind of you know small uh, tool for smashing up ice. But at her size, it is like a giant jousting lance, essentially. Uh, Roll initiative. Oh hell yeah! Eleven. Actually, no. I shouldn't be saying hell yeah. I know what level Wendy's character sheet is. This is (laughs) nineteen. Uh Austin, let me know if you need if you need the, the the list I have in my notebook. That's very funny. Yeah. So uh Wendy is an unstable hybrid of a, a mind flare and a fairy, and so she will randomly burst wild magic when she is under duress. But actually the thing about here, because you rolled so well in history, you both uh get the sense that she is very calm right now. She does not feel like fight or fight. Uh, there's no magic emanating, which may, I think maybe it's a, like there's a condescending vibe that's not great. <laughs> her personality is still yeah. evolving. We're not, we're not even enough of a threat three against one for her to go, you know, yeah, maybe I should pop out the the, the rage. Yeah, I think she she is struggling to be a better person at this point in the in our story. Uh, but she goes first and um, because she likes uh, Cecilia, she is going to throw you kind of a softball uh, lunge to see if you can you can deflect it. Um, so this is this is just her. Testing your defenses. Uh, Eight. Uh, Eight against my AC is a miss, unfortunately. All right. So you, well, you know, Paul, you're rapier and uh, deflect it easily. Why don't you paint me this picture? This is like a cool thing you're doing against someone who is like three times your level. All right. Uh, I'd like to see that the ice pick is like coming down. Uh, You, you've flown up to get height. Uh, because I'm weirdly like the giant in the room, despite not making that an intentional character choice. <laughs> uh, and I like to think Cecilia very quickly like draws her sword, uh, uh, 
in a way that makes you think she's had practice with this before. Yeah, I think uh, Wendy is pretty impressed. And she says, where'd you get your training, Cece? I can see you've uh, crossed blades sometime, uh, a time or two. A long, long time ago. All right. I think at this point we're hitting flashback territory. Um, So we've talked before about Andre, Andre's place. We just got, we've described it as a bar because of quarks from Deep Space Nine, but it's a diner now. Absolutely. They have alcohol. Mm, With a giant, a giant ice cream machine. (laughs) Absolutely. Reestablish this fact frequently or else the audience will forget. (laughs) So Andre. Don't worry. I don't think they're going to forget. I think that's uh, locked in. (laughs) So Andre is making you a blood malt in the big machine uh, while you're there. There's like uh, old timey uh, 50s rock and roll music playing in here for some reason there's a bunch of aliens in the background milling about um and andre says where'd you learn to fight cc i've lived a great many different lives throughout a lot of time many of which are forgotten but every so often i surprise myself with the skills that have stuck around Andre brings you the the blood malt. Uh, once again, he kind of looks like a handsome Kyle MacLachlan uh, incubus. So he has like red skin otherwise, but he's kind of like a, an aggressively handsome man in a, a nice suit. Um, and he says, so you just kind of alternate just being like a communications person and a, and a fighting person. You get to live a couple lives and just change back and forth. Don't know. I change. Uh... Every few centuries or so, usually something new kind of comes my way. I've been a great many things. I've been a teacher. I've been a student. I have been a saboteur. I have been an artist. That was a fun time. But every so often, something different strikes my fancy. Most recently has been communications. Wow, that's why you know so many languages, huh? What are all the ones you know? Uh, hold on, I had to actually pull up my character sheet for that, you jerk. Uh, pull pull well, up a list of every ca- language that exists. Austin can't <laughs> stop it being canon now. <laughs> uh, I have known a great many more than I have forgot. Or sorry, on. I know less than I have ever known. I have forgotten quite a few over the centuries. But of course, I know the biggest ones, the Celestials, your Primordials. I also know a particular, like, uh saboteur code can't so you know like that's still in my back pocket so i don't know sometimes i see scratches and i'm like aha dropbox nearby but many more i would like to know or perhaps remember i brought you a nice selection of the experimental nano machines um and uh andre andre pulls out from behind the bar like a box um that this is what you're here to discuss um, and he opens it up and inside there are like uh, vials with what looks like black sand, but you know, are like nano machines that um, Cammy has been working on. Cammy's kind of an inventor on the ship. She's a pilot of the Tully, which is a ship that Wendy flies around on. We've discussed just a minute ago. Um, but yeah, the, the context of this conversation is that uh, Cammy was trying to uh, basically invent nanomachines that can teach you language and it's an experimental phase. And so Andre tips them on top of your malt from the vial and you see like the black sand kind of sink into the drink. And he says, which ones are these again? Giant? Dwarf? I can't remember. Oh, that feels like something maybe you should have known. I thought you were going to surprise me. 
So in addition to the things you normally get from leveling up to level four, which are boring and not really worth talking about, although you can mention it if you want to, I've decided this season during every level up, you will get to pick either a feat or an item of some sort, basically an, an improvement above and beyond what the player's handbook provides. And I asked everyone to think about this. And the thing you said is you want Cecilia to know more languages. And so this this is a feat that you're taking now. Um, and so we can talk about this in character. You said you know Primordial, which is the language of elementals, you know Celestial, the language of angels. Um, and there are some other interesting ones that your your party members can speak as well. Um, if we want to go for maxim, maximum utility, we can uh, take one no one else has taken. Or for role-playing, we can have some overlap. Uh, Laura and Leon... What, what languages do your characters know? Uh, goblin, common, undercommon. That's my list. Uh, mine are common, duck. Ar- I'm gonna I'm gonna mispronounce these names. A U R A N. Aren the language of wind elementals. Okay, elven. I know that. And the other <laughs> one is A A R A K O C R A. Aracocra. Okay. Yes. Bird people, essentially. Oh, okay. Tight. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> so I picked. I picked to choose to learn duck. Obviously. Um, um, there's a big one on there that we don't have. That honestly, uh, I feel like I was dumb for not just taking from the onset. I feel like Saint Cecilia should definitely know deep speech, the language of the uh, Illithids. Yeah, so traditionally, Mind Flayers only speak psionically, which does not require a spoken language. But if they are required, for whatever reason, to like write something down, they have deep speech, which is kind of like a, I would say, a Braille equivalent. You feel it with your tentacles. But um, yeah, so I've, I've been thinking this season, everyone can speak to Mind Flayers with their brains. But if you want to have even more of an edge, deep speech would be the language to take. How many do you get for this uh, language learning feat? So the feat I took is called Linguist, and it actually gives a small bonus to one of my stats. I believe it was Intelligence, and then I also get three languages of my choice. Uh, so I think I will learn Deep Speech, uh, Sylvan, and let's go with another wacky one, Abyssal, like really exotic uh, languages. All right. Abyssal, the language of demons. Uh, Andre is an incubus, which is a fiend, which is an umbrella term that encompasses devils and demons, which uh, sound like synonyms, but are actually opposites. It's a long story. Um, But Andre would be someone who can speak that. Sylvan is interesting. Sylvan is similar to Elven. You know, it's a lot of uh, forest folk. Um, But actually, it is a language probably spoken by some plant aliens that you might have seen around. They are called Artuk. And so I think you probably saw some, they said something to you in Sylvan and you were like, oh, damn, I'm the communications officer. I should definitely know what the fuck you're talking about. I got to know that. (laughs) Uh, So Sylvan, uh, Abyssal, and Deep Speech, a very useful uh, combination as you kind of gulp down the blood mall. Any any details you want to add to this scene? How does it taste? What does it feel like? Uh, I imagine it tastes delicious it is a bloody milkshake which i like just imagine how cloddy that is it's, <laughs> it sounds wonderful uh very thick disgustingly thick like it, you can't i assume you have to eat it with the spoon like it's not really something you drink because mm-hmm. gravity just doesn't help with it uh but it's also delicious it's got such wonderful flavors to it a brilliant contrast of sweet and bitter 
and uh the nanobots you don't even taste them really you know there's a bit like there's a big chunk of them that kind of sink to the bottom so you gotta <laughs> eat those ones up with a spoon just raw but otherwise it's it's wonderful but as for the experience of drinking it it definitely feels like uh oh gosh i guess this doesn't make sense for a lot of people but uh when you have adhd it's sort of like when you take uh, a stimulant that like levels out everything for a little bit and you're like oh i can do everything now <laughs> Ooh, suddenly suddenly everything makes sense i have the powers of a functional human hell yeah you're like i could just do my laundry and it's not like a thing what is this it's type O negative. I think it really balances out the irony flavor from the bots. What do you think? Uh, I would like to respond back to Andre in Abyssal and say it is absolutely sublime. Uh, can I get a constitution saving throw to see how true that is? Oh, <laughs> don't do me like this. I can't look weak in front of him. All right, hold on. <laughs> I'm going to botch this. I'm telling you right now. Mm -hmm. Never mind, I rolled a 15, you suck. <laughs> I don't know why I suck, this is great. Everyone hates the DM asking for rolls until they good rolls, and then it's fine. Yeah, yeah. you crush it, it doesn't even uh, make your tummy feel bad or anything. It, it seems like it works great, and Andre responds in a whistle. Uh, Wonderful! I'm so happy for you. I think they might be temporary, but uh, the, the fox lady said it should be like a couple years before they stop working, so hopefully we'll be back home by then. Yes, and don't worry, DeAndre. Everything in life is temporary. It comes and it goes. You know, that's a lot more reassuring when you live for as long as you do, and for other people, probably less reassuring. Something to think about. Perhaps. I will take that with me. Ooh, and she, like, mimes putting it in, like, a breast pocket and, like, tucking it in. Like, I will think about that one a little bit later. Also, you have been holding out on me. You did not tell me you do nails, and I am a little offended. You have not offered that service. Oh, would you like me to do a little galaxy design? Hell yes. I want you to do it right now. <laughs> Behind you, there's a plant alien who's just, like, chittering and making strange noises. Like, I ordered my burger half an hour ago. Where is it? <laughs> Which you can now understand because you speak Sylvan. Uh, but Andre does not. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Andre, I believe this good fine customer is waiting for their sandwich. Burger wait times have really gone up. There was some kind of explosion in the food processing area? Yes, I did also hear about that. <laughs> that is a shame, honestly. I can't believe this was allowed to happen. Isn't there supposed to be some kind of security duck to keep from our machines from exploding? It is a big station. He is one duck. You have to give him some leeway. Thank, thank you for blaming the security duck and not the person who does all the fixing and maintaining of the machinery of the ship. The security duck's definitely to blame for that machine explosion. He waddles as hard as he can. You know that. I mean, not only is Trizzy uh, responsible for fixing things, Trizzy's the one who failed to shut off the machine that exploded, if you'll recall. You, your low roll... Oh, no, no, I, yeah, I remember, but, like, in my defense, I was trying to make a holographic boyfriend at the time, so I like, cut me some slack. <laughs> exactly, perfect. Um, and then you can offer to get behind the, do you want to get behind the counter, or do you want to get your nails done? Uh, he needs help right now, so I want, I want to help you on the counter. I'm probably not going to be very good, but I'm going to try. All right, yeah, I think you don't have cooking proficiency, which is a thing you can't have, but if you don't have it, just a raw d20. 
All right, let me see what happens here. I crit. Holy shit. I'm making the best goddamn fucking hamburger this plant's ever had in their life. It's like the end of the menu. <laughs> oh, I just watched that this week. Oh, so good. It's very good, but yeah. That's... Oh my god. Yeah, this is like just like very juicy, like obnoxiously. And even Cecilia's very confused at the end, like I don't remember when I learned this. Yeah, I was about to say, Andre's like, oh, you were a chef in one of your past lives, huh? Very impressive. I think so. I remember some kitchens at various points. So I was either a chef or perhaps a fire extinguisher. <laughs> Those are the only two things that are in kitchens. Are you and Andre close because you're both very long-lived um, as an incubus, he also probably has lived for centuries. Um, so I, I'm just, that's something that occurred to me, or is that just a coincidence? I think it's a coincidence. I think Cecilia gravitates towards the bar because that's where are the, the diner, sorry, <laughs> um, because that's where a lot of people would be. And she's just interested in people. Um, but I think that isn't something that uh, works against them at all. I'm sure it's definitely a, a nice connecting point. All right. You put this juicy Asperger down. On the counter, and the Artuk, this kind of a plant alien, just opens up its like cavernous, toothy maw and just completely devours it. And it's like slimes up the counter. It's like someone in the back uh, faints <laughs> seeing this. Uh, <laughs> um, and then the, the alien says to you, in like like a, a rustling language that you don't understand, it's a Sylvan variant. Says, um, "Very, this is the best burger I've ever had." <laughs> like uh it's very impressed i'm so happy you enjoyed it it's a pleasure to meet you by the way my name is saint cecilia what is your name uh the plant alien responds Ex extend a hand <laughs> uh extends a vine um and s introduces themselves as wallace wallace i hope you have an absolutely wonderful day what do you do here on the station um, I think we are going to cut back to the training room because can we just cut back as I ask just a barrage of questions <laughs> to, to Wallace? Yeah, I, I, I have a, a Wallace stuff coming up, so we'll, we're going to see Wallace again. Okay. But you, hell yeah, you are crossing blades with Wendy. She asks you where you train, and you kind of give the same kind of non-committal, like, "Oh, I've been around for a long time. I've done some stuff." Yeah. No. Uh, and then we're at Bill Webb <laughs> in the order. Okay. Oh, I was, I was going, <laughs> this is dumb, but I was going to ask, uh, can I roll, uh, insight, uh, to find out what this, uh, what, oh God, what is, what is her name again? Wendy. Wendy. What, what is Wendy insecure about? Can I roll insight to do that to make my, <laughs> to make my swing go better? Uh, sure. <laughs> Just decide to be like a real shitty cop right now, you know? Oh no. <laughs> I'm leaning into it. 15. Uh, 15's pretty good. I think uh, Wendy wears some of her insecurities on her sleeve. Um, she used to be a Mind Flayer spy. So she used to be on the other side of the, oh. the conflict you are trying to help. And she's maybe overcompensating in some ways. She's like trying to prove how committed to the cause she is and stuff. Um, okay. I'm trying to think specifically if you're trying to make her feel... You know, bad. You make your uh, attack better or something. <laughs> you know, get, get, get throw her off. Throw, throw her off balance. Would she like? Mm, would she be offended if I said mind flayer instead of illithid? 
That's a great question. I think with a, fif- <laughs> with a 15, yeah. I think you'll know that uh, I don't think she'd be offended. If anything, that's kind of like a shibboleth for for her uh. to be, be like – you know, yeah, I fucking hate those people too. And it's nah, like shit. that was that was you like last year, dog. Nah. Okay. In that case, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep that information into my brain and I guess twenty five is the thing that I rolled. <laughs> yeah, twenty five is incredible. To to hit uh, Yeah, so you you strike out with your new knife. Uh, yeah. which we are going to do a flashback to describe. So you also leveled up and in the same way that Quinn said uh, you know, Cecilia wanted to take a feat to learn languages. You wanted to get a cool new knife. Well, I wanted to. Uh, I well, actually, I was just hoping to improve my current knife. You know, to I don't know. I don't know how that works. It's it. It could be sharper now, pointier in some way. Absolutely. Uh, so you have this butcher knife, which dulled because you dropped it on the uh, hanger uh, bay floor a couple times and it got dinged <laughs> up. It was just an ordinary household kitchen knife. Yeah. Um, so you, ta- you take it to get sharpened. I think, in fact, you're going to go to Med Bay uh, okay. to see Dr. Joven, who has you know uh, uh, scalpel sharpeners and so forth. This is a, a good place to get this stuff done. Also, Joven is a solitaire which is a alien species whose culture revol- revolves around metalworking. You know, they have to build their own shell body, as we discussed last time we, we saw each other. Um, mm-hmm. So you are going to go to sickbay and get your knife improved. Why don't you describe that for me? How does that all look? Okay. Uh, Bill waddles in, of course. It's the only way. He, he could either waddle or he can fly, so he waddles in. And, and says, uh, Dr. Joven, see this knife? Dull. <laughs> Make it sharper, deadlier. Can you do that? Is that a thing you can do? Because I feel like when I was trying to stab through your thing before, you know, uh, it could be better. So what do you think about that? Yeah, Dr. Joven, I was going to say nods, but her body is basically a big operating table. So it's more <laughs> like kind of a, the thing dogs do where their their front legs kind of tilt, you know, down. So their body becomes 45 degree angle. It's okay. like more of, I guess, a bow than a, a nod. Um, and Dr. Joven says, lasers? I'm for lasers. um and so yeah dr javon uses uh her kind of magnetic powers to pull out some sharpeners and some polishes and so forth that working can work on metal and you can do anything you want here if you want to have like a serrated you know jagged knife you can have that if you want to have a a, a one with like a laser edge or anything your heart desires can be your plus Hmm. one knife going forward Hmm. i would like it to be jagged. Yeah, just 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 unple- just looking at it. I want people to be like, "Oh man, I don't want that in me." <laughs> in fact, <laughs> while we were talking, I pulled up a picture of Wallace because I wasn't I, I didn't know Artook would uh, be introduced yet. So I want to put one in, and I want to say I'm thinking this kind of texture for oh. the edge of your knife. If you see the way that these sure. things look, sure, oh, that's my. gross as hell. Absolutely. <laughs> Do like, you want to talk about art? That guy just had a that dude just had a great cheeseburger though. Like look at that face. <laughs> Do you all want to describe this to the audience? So this oh, is like it's, a... it's some sort of a, a tentacle monster, but with like um each tentacle has spikes on it and it's al- almost like reptilian kind of skin. Uh this this shouldn't exist. It it looks kind of like what if a starfish tried to stand up like a tripod, like up on all of its points? 
Like but, a serrated starfish. Yeah. But they are they are made of plants. I want to make this important point. They yes. are a plant type creature. Yeah. So that's yeah. I think even Wallace might like uh, you know uh, pop his head into the sick bay and just say uh, in a, in a language you can't uh, speak. I don't think you have Sylvan as we as we just described. Says to Doctor Jovin uh, something you can't understand, which is the like you got to go try these burgers. Shit's popping off. This vampire can really cook, <laughs> and then just disappears. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. And once once the knife is done, uh, Bill says uh, appreciate it. Uh, this is the knife that uh, the the human who recruited me into uh, this space armada uh, gave to me because I didn't really have any weapons or a name at the time. He, he decided that I needed a name on the application, so he called me Bill Webb, which I have learned is a joke. Uh, <laughs> and he gave me this knife. I liked it because it was simple, which is uh, what I would like my life to be again. Uh, but I also uh, need it to be a little dangerous because I feel like there's a lot of stuff ahead of me. So this human, I actually, I'll <clears throat> I mean, I can make up a name. I can make up a name for him if you want, or, or if you would like to, you can go ahead. <laughs> That's what I was about to say was, is this a human you're about to sneak in and say that their name is Bibbly-Bibbly-Bobbly-Boo? Oh, no, no. <laughs> bon no. Bibbly-Boo is the name of your wizard. I have yeah. it written right here. Right. Uh, or is this just like, uh, Leon, <laughs> the person who cre- created Bill Webb. <laughs> no, the wizard's name is Bun Baba B. Bibliobu, but the human has like a normal human name, and his name is Fred Jackass. And he Stop. Ma- <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> but it's spelled with a Q, you know. It so it's <laughs> oh, it's French. <laughs> yes, um, a lot, a lot of silent letters in there. Um, so. <laughs> fucking dirt bag <laughs> so uh so fred uh so mr jackass he um he he named bill this and that that is that that, that was their entire interaction though he, this person it does not have to show up uh later in the campaign unless you want it to happen uh that that, that was merely uh, a bit of uh, flavor text so it's Frederic Jacas. Yeah. <laughs> this is a French man. Yeah. <laughs> oui. And you were like, yeah, this is Fred Jackass. Fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> see, I thought you were going meta. I thought you were going to be like, oh, yeah, this guy named Leon named nah. this duck, Bill Webb. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> it's always interesting to see who wants meta and who doesn't. Some seasons, everyone's chanting like meta, meta. So mm. uh, it's, it's nice to have the fourth wall reinforced yeah. here. It's- Okay. Look, it, it's fine. At some point, Austin, you roll whatever number it is on on the wild magic table where the fourth wall gets broken, and you have a conversation with the DM or something. Well, it'll happen eventually. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Doctor Joven sharpens your knife and gives it some like wicked serration. Uh, it's now plus one weapon, uh, so that's a plus one to damage and to hit. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty good knife. Uh, any other any other level up details? Oh yeah. Um, let's see. Okay, normal stuff like uh, I have you know more hit dice and, and HP. But uh, the the two skills I went up with were uh, charisma and wisdom. Uh, Bill is just a very cute duck, and I felt like his charisma should be higher. And <laughs> uh, wisdom, just because. Look, I'm just going to be honest. A lot of my uh, skills. Uh, a lot of the skills on this list are wisdom skills, and I just want to be able to use them. And that was my thought process going into it. 
Makes sense, yeah. Rangers are a wisdom dex class usually, so those are mm -hmm. two good stats to have. Yeah, my dexterity is already at 20, so that's it. Uh, Dr. Joven says, check up. Fine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, while you're here, you can flap up onto one of the examination tables. Actually, can, yeah. you, roll, can you roll me medicine? Five. <laughs> not, not great. I think the the poor uh, role here is basically you don't have any information to give Dr. Jovan. You just say this um, bon, bon bobbly-a-boo bibbly bye. Mm -hmm. Fuck, I have it here. Uh, bon boba bee bibbly boo did this to you, magicked you into a consciousness, and then left, and you just don't know anything else. Like, you don't have any uh, context for this doctor. So No, uh, no. I, I, I could just uh, – Bill could describe what he looked like, uh, but, but – uh, if if you would if if the doctor is asking that, but like there's no uh, there's no medical information. Yeah, it's like you're getting uh, you know stethoscope, blood drawn. Oh, okay. uh, the doctor says like uh, history, like just asking your medical history, and you're like, oh, I'm a duck. What do you yep. want? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I'm I'm a duck. Before uh, Bun Baba B Biblio Boo uh, turned me into what I am now, uh, I had no knowledge of uh, the inner workings of myself, and now I have a little, but certainly no more than yourself. Um, Doctor Joven used his mag uh, magnetics to pull over like a clipboard. And uh, pat you on the shoulder with it. <laughs> Does not have a hand to do this. Uh, and then nice. kind of walks back over to put some of the samples into like a, one of those uh, centrifuges and just says, done. Thanks. <laughs> Bill flutters down and uh, with and gets a knife. And I think that's that's pretty much it. Did I ever describe Bum Baba B Biblio Boo? Nah, it, it, it'll come up later. <laughs> you absolutely can anytime you want. I am oh, also okay. desperate for this information, but I will say, yeah, you, you pick up the knife. We cut back to you using it to attack Wendy and you can, uh, you can, you know, dovetail these things together or it could be like you leave Medban. You're thinking about him. Oh, okay. Oh, not. well, uh, then Bill does think of Bum Baba B Biblio Boo. And, uh, just for, uh, you know, for our fan artists out there, uh, he is dressed almost generically, like a wizard. I'm talking long blue cloak, white beard, pointed hat with gold stars on him to the point that Bill believes that this was some sort of bit. <laughs> this is uh, obviously uh, a cousin of Generica, the yeah. witch, who was also extremely generic. You, oh, okay. you introduced in a previous season. I, I do not recall this at all, but okay. It sounds like something I would do. <laughs> Fuck! I love the the witch generica and the wizard von Bobbliabi Bibbliabu. Right. <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 figure him out later, or maybe we won't. Maybe he just isn't gonna show up. Maybe he, th this is merely backstory, and all of our all of our foes are just on your list. I don't know. Um, I genuinely the, don't know either. For yeah, the record, I have no idea what's going to happen. No, you're fine. Um, so, yeah, that's that's all I have for the doctor. And uh, I, I, I did this backwards, dude. I, I, I rolled damage, and then I rolled to hit, and then I rolled the thing that I was supposed to come before that. So if you would like, I can roll damage again, or we could use the damage that I rolled first that I shouldn't have. Whatever you think is more interesting. There are no consequences to this fight, so it's just flavor. Oh, we, we, we can't kill Wendy? <laughs> <laughs>
yeah, you re- you really don't need to worry that sixteen is going to be like a terrifying threat for Wendy. <laughs> okay, all right. In that case, I just stab her right in the head. And, uh... <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, I mean, you you definitely do a glancing blow, but then her face tentacles kind of wrap around all the uh, serrated embellishments on your blade, and she looks at it and she says, uh, "Wow, cool, Bill Bill. I love this. This is fashion. I've been learning it." I've been learning about this from Bridget, you know, with the engineer. She has, she's been teaching me about fashion. This is fashion right here. It, it was supposed to go in deeper, but okay. <laughs> Little disappointed. Can't take that line out of context. <laughs> you pull the knife back and there's like a trail of blood. Like you did hit her for real. Okay. She just doesn't uh, register it. Her, okay. Her, she is a very... Um, stoic kind of training. What is that kind of training they give um, people in the military to like resist torture? I'm just thinking of Garrick and how he had a, had a thing. Yeah, and how he had a thing in his head. I don't know what the, the real world equivalent of that is, though. Yeah, Siri, survival, evasion, resistance, and escape training. Uh, but basically, she, she has been uh, hardcore, kind of indoctrinated by her creator, uh, her elder brain, to be like extremely... Uh, nonchalant about her own continued survival in a kind of unsettling way. Okay. Um, That's neat. (laughs) So, yeah. Yep, you stab her, um, and she, like, smiles and was impressed. And now it's Trizzy's turn. Mm. Okay, so we can use stuff from our level up, right? Absolutely. In fact, it's best that way because then we can flash back to it happening. Okay, so what I want to do is I want to try and use command... Uh, to issue the one-word command, kneel. Oh, my lord. All right, so command is a magic spell that requires, I believe, a wisdom saving throw? I'm just double-checking, but I believe so. Um, Yeah, wisdom saving throw. All right, here we go. Eleven. That is below my spell save, DC. All right, what does this look like? You definitely take her by surprise. She did not think uh, the little goblin from engineering was going to be able to uh, cow her. So I I wanna I wanna set up a couple like a couple of little things from uh, from my level up. So I think how the way this looks is Trizzy's been up in the vent like waiting for a good moment to strike. Um, shouts this one word command to get an opening to attack. And is going to use Misty Step to hop down close and try and get a, a, a mechanical suit blast in on Wendy. Alright, Misty Step is a spell that is essentially a short-range teleport. So you're peeking out of the vent and then suddenly you just poof, you're, you're down on the, the floor with everyone else. And you say, kneel? Yep, I shout, kneel. Uh, Wendy flies down to the floor and drops to one knee and then says, Tristus? Tristris, what did you just do? I, 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 I did, I did magic. <laughs> I, I had some of that. I'm not just all wrenches. I am going to kick your ass. <laughs> um, I'm going to use lightning launcher. Oh my god! <laughs> lightning uh, launcher? Yeah, it's, it's the thing when I shoot lightning out of my, my Iron Man suit. <laughs> Holy shit, you had a sick level up. <laughs> oh no, we I were had, in a cave with a box of scraps. I had lightning launcher already, I just wasn't using it much. 
11. That's probably not going to hit, is it? No, it's not. Uh, Wendy has a kind of unstable magical ability, so I think you try to launch lightning out, and there's just a burst of like fairy fire and so forth from her. She has um, enlarge, reduce. She just like throws a bunch of spells into it, and the uh, the electricity gets reduced, gets like shrunk down, and then uh, kind of harmlessly passes over her. <laughs> and she says, wow, you can defend yourself a lot better than I thought. <laughs> It must have been kind of a fluke with the whole dot oh, situation. Oh, no, yeah, no, I'm pr- I'm pretty alright at this. As as I said, I didn't want to electrify the tadpole, and uh, the first fight, I was just a little late for mission critical reasons. <laughs> Wendy says, "So how can you teleport? I'm not aware of any of that technology going on here. Is that a personal project? Can I get one?" Flashes back. Flashback. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Trizzy the Goblin, how can you teleport? Ah, uh, so Trizzy has been um, screwing around with the ship a little bit. Has been trying to uh, come up with some way of getting getting the crew home. Because, as we all know... We cannot get the coordinates to make the jumps the way that we're supposed to. Uh, so Trizzy has been working on some new drive tech for the ship. Um, flavor-wise, the way that Trizzy has been trying to do this is to try and work out some way to basically create a dimension door engine, is the, the approach she's been trying to take. She's trying to find us like look into things like spells that don't require you to have, like, coordinates of where you're going. You just need to know, like, picture the place, and if there's already something there, there's sort of contingencies to not just, like, absolutely destroy whatever happens to be there at the time. Um, so yeah, Trizzy has been trying to find a technological solution to get everyone home. So you are deep in the bowels of the ship in this flashback. You are like opening panels, checking levels, uh, you know, pulling out handfuls of wires and stuff. Uh, behind you is your holographic boyfriend, uh, Gronk, who is a, <laughs> yep, Gronk. a, a, a lantern jawed, like chiseled goblin man. Is that, is that yeah. what we're going with? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That is 100% the vibe. He is like aggressively handsome. And he, he says to you like, can I sponge your brow, my love? Oh, uh, yes, of course, of course. Just make sure to keep reading me all of the uh, schematics, and uh, <laughs> it's all good. Of course. Well, we wouldn't want any of these capacitors out of order. Uh, he says, uh, dabbling lightly at your sweat, and uh, you know, uh, <laughs> probably looking through some of uh, the AI-generated poetry he's going to read you later. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it's so terrible. It's I I know it's going to be terrible, but like oh, your little A I tried. <laughs> My heart, your ears are as sharp as cone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Gronk. <laughs> um, it's it, it's the effort that counts. I appreciate it. Uh huh. Um, and so you were trying to you said create a dimension door engine, some kind of thing to teleport. Yeah without the proper coordinates. And I want to establish, yeah. because this is such an important uh, kind of premise to this whole season, uh, something to think about is that space is comically vast. Uh, you know, insert Hitchhiker's yeah. Guide to the Galaxy, popping down to the chemists. 
uh, speech. <laughs> uh, so uh, teleporting even slightly at random is essentially futile. You're always going to end up in uh, dark space or deep space. There's a term for this, which is just like yeah. most of the infinite vastness of nothing. Uh, but statistically, uh, the largest things that you could encounter in space, the thing you are most likely to uh, teleport into, if not nothing, is uh, a star, <laughs> which is very yeah. hazardous to your health and yes. everyone else's. So that's that's why sort of um, Dimension Door, I think, is what Trizzy was trying to look at as like a, a, a working point for this, because Dimension Door as a spell, if you warp into an occupied space... Um, Basically, it will try and find a space uh, within a certain distance of that um, to warp you to instead, but you will take some damage. If that range doesn't have a safe space for you to warp into, a slightly larger space again, but you take more damage. And then finally, if there's, you know, you're still not in a safe location to warp, you get bounced back to where you started, but that's when you take the most possible damage. Uh, at the very least, Trizzy's looking at it in a, as an option of, like, maybe if we can find something like this and reinforce the ship enough to survive a bounce back if it needs it. Like, she, she doesn't know if this is going to be a viable solution, but it's the first idea she had that seemed like it might not just fail on the first hurdle. Yeah, as the Wu-Tang Clan said, Dimension Door ain't nothing to fuck with, and <laughs> you absolutely can get every single person here killed if this goes wrong. Uh, but how does the first step of getting it right lead to you having uh, Misty Step and Command, <laughs> two spells that seem outside of your normal uh, machine purview? Uh, well... There's 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 a bit of a there's a bit of a mishap in the in the engine in the engine room. This is a bit of a this is a bit of a recurring theme for Trizzy. Um I'm trying to think what's the most interesting way for this to happen, but the the end result we're working towards is Trizzy accidentally doses herself with some unstable magic. Um I I think maybe the way this works is that Trizzy is trying to come up with like Ah, uh, how do I put this? You know in some variants of magic in, in certain settings, you have, like, drawn sigils as a way of, like, getting magic to happen. I think Trizzy is trying to find some way of mechanically replicating, like, magical sigils and trying to infuse... Like, can we make a thing that has a shape that magic works well with, but is his machine parts that can plug into the into the engine... And that we can push some magic into, and th that'll all work together. Yeah. So there's like some kind of chamber you're inside, and you're you know etching yeah. sigils into it, and you know one it looks right, and so you turn it on or something, but it's not quite right, and you like accidentally irradiate yourself. Yeah, I think maybe the problem is that Trizzy has tried to make some kind of like dimension door esque sigil out of. Uh, various pipes leading into some machine, and it works. Dot dot dot. In the part of the sigil gets dimension doored to another part of the room, and now there's a bit of pipe missing and magic <laughs> leaking out of the piping. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, because I was thinking, like, you're an expert, you wouldn't lock yourself in a like a irradiated chamber or something. But yeah, if the teleportation yeah. teleports something out of place, and that's how you get yeah. dosed. I, f I feel like maybe Trizzy is outside of the room where this is happening, but, like, 
turns the machine on, a piece of pipe with some weird irradiated magic warps out of the safe room into where Trizzy is. Yeah, can I get Arcana on this? Yeah. Let's let's um, feel out your progress. This is kind of a long-term project you have going on here. 20. Hell yeah. So this piece of pipe, you know, like uh, teleports across the, the, you know, room into the hallway where you are. It hits you or something. Uh, the sigil is like burned into your, you know, hand or something. You look at it and you're like, success. I did it. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I know how this works. I mean, look, it... Look, if, 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 if Gronk, Gronk, if nothing else, uh, I, I have successfully used machinery to make magic happen, and magic and machinery can be combined together, and that is step one to having hopefully an entire ship and not just one irradiating plasma leaking piece of metal. But, like, step one is done. Yeah, Gronk sees you uh, injure yourself with the, the sigils and, you know, uh, slide, it does like a, a slide, uh, like almost like a uh, baseball player down to his knees to, to get to you. And it's like, mi corazón, oh, oh, and just like takes your hand and like trying to dab at it uh, to help you and like to treat your uh, magical, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, exposure <laughs> to this stuff. Oh, yeah, it's, I, I, I think... I think Trizzy is too excited about the fact that step one seemed to work. That I don't think she's stopping to be looked after. She's just like, no, 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 I need to get back to the notes. I have ideas. I, I, I'm going to do this. Absolutely. This is, I'm, this is becoming a Gomez Morticia now in my mind. Is You're trying to do science. Oh, and he's like kissing yeah. up and down your arms. <laughs> it's like, you're, look, you're not being distracting. I'm not going to tell you no. But like, you know, let me get on with my work, Gronk. <laughs> Uh, but no, you got a 20. So uh, yeah. let's put it on the scoreboard. Uh, Trizzy, one, uh, the cold, uncaring void of space, zero, <laughs> uh, as far as the ongoing process of getting the Azubian home. Hooray. Um, but yeah, your exposure to this unstable Dimension Door engine gives you Misty Step and Command, two really interesting spells you just use to embarrass yeah. a level 10 character. <laughs> Uh, they they are once per long rest spells, and I used both of them here and now, so good for embarrassing a, a level 10 character. Uh, not the kind of thing I'm going to be whipping out every every couple of minutes. Uh, but in terms of stuff that I have that's more regular for my level up, I can now disguise myself and have expeditious retreat so I can run away, get into disguise and run back now, should I ever need to. <laughs> Alright, yeah. Expeditious Retreat, I feel like, is in the pantheon with uh, uh, the hypnotic pattern as far as, like, classic Laura spells that everyone loves to see. Look, uh, Expeditious Retreat, I, I, look, I wasn't gonna go for it until I realized that the entire problem last arc was, um, Triz Trizzy couldn't catch up to this room quickly enough. Now, granted, she could have just not sat around trying to code an AI boyfriend, but... This way she can have her cake and eat it too. <laughs> Por que no los dos? Perfect. Uh, so we flash forward back to you making Wendy kneel. She seems, uh, you know, annoyed, but also impressed. She's like trying to hide it a little bit. She's like, I'm going to kick your ass, Tris Tris. And she gets up and dusts herself <laughs> off and says, well, you should be able to handle any of the threats here on the Rezubian. I don't know if you're giving out parking tickets or finding people for overdue library bills, but I'm going to go. Uh, get ready to fight some mind flayers and uh, Aboleth and 
all kinds of evil space stuff. So uh, good luck exploding more heads. Listen, he started it. He pulled a gun. I believe you. I'm on your side. He sucks. CC, if anyone asks, he pulled a gun. I understand. I am here to collaborate you. We are, we are on the same team. You bet your ass. Uh, I guess I should say, just in case you're curious about, I guess you probably got some briefings from Ophelia, but for the record, uh, the progressive Illithid coalition has been infiltrated. So don't trust anything anyone says. Uh-oh. I realize now I just said that out loud, and now uh, an aura of paranoia is going to spread through the ship. <laughs> Hell yeah. Love it. You did not bring us good news. I am not happy about that. And I am also not going to ruin your day by giving you bad news. Oh, d- d- don't worry. They, they've got an inkling of some bad news. All right. Bye, Cece. Get you later. Uh, Wendy flies away, and I think you all can start to uh, leave the, you know, training area. Uh, if anything, uh, you know who comes by on like a golf cart <laughs> through the hallways is Emma, the giant space worm janitor, uh, who has uh, feathers, sixteen eyes, and a lightsaber mop. I'm looking at Laura's beautiful notes that she has made available for me. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, no, I wrote down every bit of bullshit you said. <laughs> Uh, the janitor is coming by in like a golf cart as you all leave the training area. And she says, uh, do you all want to ride back to the bridge? Bill shrugs and is like, yeah. All right. I I think Trizzy is, is very eager to take the ride because she's she's just used her one dose of teleport. And she's like, oh, oh I got I to gotta, I gotta walk places again now with my little legs. <laughs> I want to be like almost a little annoyed, like oh, I kind of wanted to go back to my room and like change first, but then I I like to think that like Cecilia like reaches into like a crevice in the wall and pulls out a cape that she stashed there <laughs> <laughs> for like emergencies. Is like this will have to do. This is not this is not my morning cape. I just want everybody to know. Do not think harshly of me. I, I forgot to mention this to our audience. Bill only has one outfit, and it is a tasteful vest. Uh, that is his leather armor. <laughs> All right. I thought you were going to say an ascot. I don't know why. I had a strong like <laughs> urge to say that you were wearing an ascot. I don't know where that comes from. Nowhere. All right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's okay. Vest it is. Yeah, totally. He loves it. Googling duck in a vest. Anything. There, no. Oh, I'm sure there's plenty. There's there's going to be a duck in everything. This is just all men wearing vests. I guess. Oh duck no! Hunting. Oh, oh yeah, they're duck hunting. Here, you got to put quotes on your thing, dude. Duck in a vest. <laughs> duck in a vest in quotes. Boom! Oh shit! These are some stylish ass. There's one. There's one with a safety vest. There's one with a ribbon on it, and he has a backwards hat, so you know he's cool. Oh man! Oh my god! These are incredible. Yeah, they're good. I wanted to search for a duck and a uh, an ascot. I just get pictures of the dogs. They don't have no. any. No, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little sad. Dogs love this. ascots. <laughs> Google's like, do you mean dog and an ascot? I'm pretty sure you mean dog. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you're all taking. Uh, well, Cecilia, if you put on your your stylish cape over your health goth outfit and jump on, you can all get back yeah. to the bridge. Is there any conversations you want to have amongst yourself? Uh, Emma, the janitor, just kind of drives in silence. Maybe she she has sixteen eyes, so every once in a while she steals a look at Trizzy. Does it mean anything? Who knows? 
Can I roll an insight to see if it means anything? <laughs> you can, but do you want to? Do you want to defuse this tension, this beautiful ambiguity? Like, do you want to take away the ambiguity of could this be a romance or is this just? I really want to ask you to fix the temperature again. As uh, as like a fan of soap operas, I think that I just want to know from afar. So fifteen. Fifteen's pretty good. I mean, my t- storytelling instinct is that uh, Emma does have some sort of crush on Trizzy, but Trizzy's... Is this why she's Is this why she's coming down and, and doing that same same note in the box every time? She's trying to find excuses to come see. Aha. But Gronk the hologram is meeting your emotional needs, and this is like a, you know, one of these uh, questions about uh, her, <laughs> the classic cell phone movie, Her. Look, even even before <laughs> Gronk existed, Trizzy was one hundred percent oblivious to to this fact. As far as Trizzy is concerned, um, Emma is just incapable of checking a thermometer. <laughs> uh, I would like to again uh, take this little information, uh, like write a note in the air, and then uh, pantomime tucking it into like a cape pocket, like just gonna store that for later. I just I'm curious to see how this plays out. Ah, young love. At some point, uh, Quinn's going to reveal that, like, oh, I have a feat that lets me empty my theoretical pocket of all of its abilities, <laughs> and I crush the final boss under 10,000 things I stored in there. For 20d10 damage yeah. for every little thing I've tucked away. Yeah, it's a, a cape of cape of holding. Yeah, you didn't see the Looney Tunes feat that I took? <laughs> what is that, gear? The, bu- the book of bugs? Gear 5, where you become a Looney Tune? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right, yeah. So you're all on the, on the golf cart going back to the bridge. What are you Whee. What are you all talking about? I'm just giving you all some time to interact with each other, and not just my NPCs. That was an enriching training session, if not impromptu. I like the part where I stabbed her in the head. Got right in there. <laughs> you really did. That didn't. It... Do you hold back? Was that like? Uh... No, 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 I was not. I really was trying to go in. Look, they, like I just felt like we were being insulted a little bit, and I wanted to show what we were about. I'm, 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 I'm thinking that I made the right choice. Uh, co- I'm thinking that I made the right choice by uh, holding back a little bit. Um, I when I used command, I almost used grovel as the command word, and I don't, I don't think I'd have gotten away with that. I think Wedge would be a little more annoyed. This, these were both very extreme choices to make. Then <laughs> I don't know. I was, I was trying to I, look. I wanted to make a statement. <laughs> I wanted to be like, look, I can be strongly competent, and I definitely wasn't too busy making a robot boyfriend to help. Would you, would you like the 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 away team to think that you are very cool? Because I could spread those rumors and let them know that you oh, are. Shit. Ah, I mean, I would appreciate that, but I feel like I've I, I've done I've I've helped spread those rumors today. I feel like Wendy's gonna go around and spread those rumors. Ooh, absolutely. But it never hurt to really get the scuttlebutt moving around. You know? <laughs> exactly. Maybe we can like wait. Maybe we can name like one of the ice cream flavors after how cool I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, em- Emma definitely has a milkshake. I didn't say it specifically, but it's of course. <laughs> I kind of went without saying, right? Yeah. Look, Austin, seventeen if, if hands you, or whatever. One of them's got to have a milkshake. Yeah. Austin, if you don't explicitly say this character in this scene is not holding a milkshake, we will make the assumption. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, we're gonna meet Captain Slack, and he's gonna have a milkshake floating <laughs> in his tank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just want to say Emma's is like radioactive, glowing green. You don't know why. You don't know where she found that flavor. <laughs> 
What what flavor is that up there, Emma? Papaya. Why is my Geiger counter going off? Just regular papaya reasons. <laughs> papaya reasons. <laughs> yeah, you know papayas on your planet. They just they do this. Oh, please, please don't tell me I teleported more of the uh, un- unstable sigil uh, into the into the into the milkshake section. <laughs> oh. Actually, uh, uh, Saint Cecilia is going to say, "Oh, what is your favorite flavor, uh, Trizzy?" <laughs> Trying to like let Emma listen in on like finding out some like little fun details. Hell yeah! <laughs> um, I think the response is. Well, definitely not papaya. Not in a mean way, just because it's the only one that's been brought up and she's like, reference point. Um, I don't know, bubblegum's pretty good. Emma does a fucking three-point shot to throw her milkshake in the trash as she passes it. <laughs> I didn't like it anyway. Oh, no. No, this is incredibly juicy. I love the, uh, her is the only movie I ever had to stop watching because it upset me so much. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing lo- exposure therapy. No, I'm doing exposure therapy to this concept. What? You you didn't want to watch like I I don't think it actually is, but in my mind it's Tom Selleck. Just like um, no, <laughs> it looks like Tom Selleck actually in that movie. <laughs> it's Joaquin Phoenix, right? Yeah, yeah. he just yes. looks so much like Tom Selleck in that whole film. Uh-huh. He really disappeared into the role of Tom Selleck. <laughs> uh, Bill Webb, any gossip? I just want to say <laughs> the important important plot point that we can still just joke about okay. romance. But uh, so the whole thing is that you know there are the mind flayers who are basically uh, fascist. Uh, the mo- the monster manual literally opens its description of mind flayers by describing them as quote a sadistic species, oh. which is a a wild thing to say about someone like biologically yeah like it's not even I a mean, cultural look, thing D D has a history of this species is made of evil it's not a huge surprise sure but the civil war between the mind flayers and their traditional uh values and the uh illithids who want to join the broader galactic culture has been a little bit shaken up by this revelation that the illithids have been kind of infiltrated by saboteurs as as wendy has communicated to you Okay. It, well, if we're all aware about the saboteurs, uh, Bill sort of like darts around, uh, like looks around to make sure nobody else is listening, and then says uh, to the group, "So, do we have any? Uh, do we have any suspects? What do we think?" I should note, I was a saboteur at one point in time. It was a very long time ago. Not oh, re- me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's not, that's- I just I feel like an investigation. It might come up. I want that to be clear. It was a long time ago. I am past that. Bill makes a mental note of this and then uh, quite dishonestly says, I understand. <laughs> He's a cop. I understand. You. He lied. Yeah. yeah. Your, fr- your, your friendship is so valuable to yeah. me. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, that, if, if, we, if we really don't know any, any, any other information, that, that, then Bill is just going to like uh, keep his notebook to himself on this. Would we know, uh, like, if we did a history check, if there are any other yeah. like, prime yeah, suspects can, within, like, the crew's roster? Can we roll to see if anyone is, like, darting their eyes around in a shifty way? 
<laughs> That's a great idea. Um, we've already rolled uh, history and insight this session. I'm trying to think, as far as someone who would have some kind of ideological uh, concerns here, I'm thinking of what, what's a more interesting role. Uh, I want to say, it's a little unorthodox, religion, wow. which is in this case synonymous for ideology. Fair enough. Not actually prayer centric. Okay. Here I go. Four. I got nothing. 22. 21. Wow. 22 and 21 pass. That's a lot. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> I would say a thing to keep in mind going forward uh, is that render who is the victim of uh, Dot's kidnapping, may have become jaded by humans and their <laughs> uh, their motivations and uh, questionable uh, goals. And that's uh, that's the person who comes to mind right now is someone to keep a, keep an eye on. I yeah. don't know that that's fair, but as far <laughs> as like a, th- a threat profile that a security person would take seriously, yeah. that is kind of just, just honest to say. Yeah. Um, the other person would be there is a kind of pseudo prisoner on board, uh, a Bozog named Veltari. Uh, Bozogs are kind of anthropomorphic ostrich creatures. Um, they they are very kick based and kick focused. They do a lot of their stuff with their legs. Um, but during a mission, uh, Tully's monsters kind of saved uh veltari from an exploding space station and brought her on board and they don't have anywhere to put her and so she kind of could be under duress and not trustworthy she didn't sign up for the velvet fox initiative she's just on the ship okay so two people to keep in your thoughts and prayers yeah my uh autocorrect keeps making veltari vegetarian so i'd have to i have to let my i have to let it know that that's a real word okay uh okay so we've so we've got a space ostrich uh, on board and we, we 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 our our little crew has not yet talked to this ostrich correct got it okay all right we got a new ostrich up ahead of you you see barry the human is kind of crossing from one corridor to another there's a split second where you can grab the wheel and run him over with the golf cart if you would like barry the human okay do, do yeah he's not doing anything wrong it's just you feel a powerful urge to run him over <laughs> what what is what does Barry look like? I'm sorry. This is I, I. I realize you guys have like spoken of a Barry, but what? Who is Barry to us now? As we are speeding towards this person, you only catch a glimpse of him. He's just a human man. You can't really see any of his features. He's, Nothing he's, sticks out. He's a very generic human man who everyone hates. He's just he's just real. He's just real infuriating. Does he have a position on the ship, or is he just an asshole? That happens to be if, here. If he has a position, me and Austin haven't decided what it is. We what we know about him is he fell asleep in an airlock, and that caused a whole bunch of problems. He's, he's, he's just he's just he's just a nuisance. That's fine. I on my sheet I wrote down Barry the human, comma unimpressive in an insulting way. <laughs> yes, perfect. You nailed it. Okay, I got I, I get his whole vibe now. Um, but uh, Bill is not ready to do a crime right now so <laughs> you you tried to murder someone earlier that was today. training it was self-defense <laughs> here's here's how trizzy feels about barry um 
so apathetic, like, it's not even worth the effort it would take to steer the golf cart, uh, turn to run him over. Like, he's just, he's just not even worth the effort. Don't acknowledge him. <laughs> yeah. You just wish there was still the papaya milkshake here so you could throw that at him. Yeah. Uh, all right, Barry f- f- crosses in front of the cart without incident. Uh, everyone uh, glowers <laughs> as, as you pass. Um, and up ahead, there are some big doors. The golf cart stops in front. They open with a whoosh. Um, and you can get out and walk into the the room where the captain is. Uh, Emma waves one of her feathered tentacles at you <laughs> and, and leaves in the golf cart, maybe stealing a last look back at Trizzy. Trizzy is completely unaware of any of this. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, you enter the bridge. Uh, you see in here uh, Bridget, uh, someone who works on the machines in here, is actually the uh, sister of another one of the strike team members. Uh, she is holding up a milkshake to the slot of the uh, big uh, tube with the brine fluid in it where the captain is uh, trying to put <laughs> put a straw in through the, the outtake valve. And the captain is just like, No, it's fine. No, it's okay. I- don't worry about it. It's not worth making a mess. Um, clearly lying. He would love a milkshake. <laughs> Can we not make like some kind of milkshake brain fluid juice hybrid? Well, is that high on our priority? My understanding is the damage from the food processing fiasco has not been repaired yet. Perhaps tabled for another day then. Yep, uh, Bridget kind of uh, salutes you all and then leaves, uh, drink, drinking the milkshake as she goes. Um, Have a wonderful day, Bridget. Thanks. Uh, Cecilia, right? St. Cecilia, yes. Is that a title or a, you're given? I do not, I do not know. <laughs> it, is, it has been very long. Oh, interesting. <laughs> That's okay. This is so funny because I, Austin, have been uh, resisting asking that for months now since you turned in your character sheet. So I just thought I'd slip it in in character to satisfy my curiosity. Uh, I know the answer. She it's doesn't been remember. so long. Who knows? All right. Yeah, you leave. Uh, All right. Uh, Bridget leaves. And then the captain, who is a huge brain floating in a tank full of green ooze, uh, you are now actually more aware of the little tadpoles uh, swimming around him. Um, like they've always been there, but now having uh, seen Dot try to heist one, I think you're just more conscious that they're there. There's just like a dozen or so. Um, anyway, he, he's floating in this tank and he says to you all, Any reports before I assign your next mission? We have uh, undergone, your, I believe, some combat training requested of us. It was very productive. I feel that we are all more cohesively combat-able as a unit. Oh, uh, just oh, just to make sure you're up up to date, Captain. Um, first, first uh, tests on the engine going successfully. In that, the thing did what it was meant to, and and that that is progress. I'm working on it. We're getting there. Thank you, Engineer Trizzy. Please do not conduct any unauthorized experiments that could jeopardize the ship without consulting with engineers Bridget or pilot Cammy. Oh, uh, oh, I, de- I wouldn't, I wouldn't dream of it. Wouldn't dream of it. 
Okie dokie. So if you have no further reports to make, uh, Captain Demille says to you all, Now that your combat training is complete, I have your most important and dangerous mission yet. We have noise complaints on the entertainment deck. Oh? Such as someone playing their uh, vinyl records too loud? Something of this sort, yes. It appears a raucous party began several days ago and has continued even to this point. And we need order to be restored. What is the party about? That is for you to discover. <laughs> Unfortunately, I am a brain in a job. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing specific about the noise complaints have come out other than it is loud? Yes, there's been loud music at all hours. Uh, some s small, minor uh, altercations of a physical nature. Some, you know, fist fights and so forth. And I believe uh, s a significant trash has begun to build up. Uh, wrappers and plates and so forth. Mm. Red plastic cups. This is an important question, I guess, to establish a timeline. Have we sent out sort of the message yet? Because I think that was decided that we have lost contact with Seoul for at least the time being. Yeah, this is incredibly important. Last uh, this team met, you all decided to uh, basically inform people that you've been cut off from Seoul, but to do it kind of uh, in a way to soften the blow. <laughs> There's like three options, right? There's like keeping it to yourselves, saying, hey, we're all cut off and we're probably going to die here and you'll never see your family again. <laughs> and then there's the thing you did, which is like, we're experiencing tef technical difficulties. We'll keep you updated. Um, and, and in fact, I think uh, this is a good connection to draw, which is that like when that message was released, that's when the party started. Oh. You all are very good at this. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I would like to think that St. Cecilia is making that connection and sort of saying like, perhaps uh, we should handle this situation delicately. I imagine there is a lot of stress being uh, dealt with in various different ways, and this might just be a release for some people. Mm. Bill looks at his big, dangerous knife and says, fine. <laughs> this is like the version of Laura saying, oh, the satellite's down. Uh, are there any missing people? <laughs> just Quinn just being like, oh, there's a party. When did this happen? Was it around the time we uh, told everyone that they might not see their family again? Uh, so I'm glad we're all on the same wavelength. That's exciting. We're speed running things for you, Austin. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, uh, Captain Slack Dumil gives you... Uh, a treacherous uh, and high-octane adventure of breaking up a party. <laughs> Ooh. Do we have to wear party outfits? A anything you want. <laughs> party hats are uh, often cone-shaped, so, you know. Oh, can all of our party hats be shaped like big ice cream yeah. cones that are upside down <laughs> but have a little ice cream spill part that's part of the ice, the, like the hat itself, so it looks like you spilled ice cream on your head? Lick em brand party hats? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But one out of every 100 isn't actually a fake one. It actually has real ice cream in it that you spill on your head. You never know. That's side of the fun of Lickums ice cream. They're always doing innovative things over there at Lickums. That's exciting. Uh, so you, you all leave the bridge and like start making your way down to the you know entertainment deck. This is like a part of the ship that has you know a movie theater and a library and stuff. Uh, normally is a pretty cool, chill place. But I think even as you're 
you know, getting closer, you're, you know, going down to the elevator or something, you start seeing this like red solo cups on the floor and you're like, oh boy. Mm. Can I, can I, uh, roll investigation to see if there is anything suspicious, uh, coming out of these cups, like say drugs and not just. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Uh, while you're rolling, does anybody else dress up? We discussed the party hats. Uh, this is a great opportunity if anybody wants to establish this about their, their next arc drip. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, Trizzy is um wearing entirely just like her usual very oil covered uh you know uh, work clothes, but with a very sparkly uh, waistcoat uh, waistcoat over top. Uh, also, definitely uh, Gronk is coming along too as a plus one in a matching outfit. I rolled a twelve for my investigation. So Trizzy, you get all dolled up, and you you bring Gronk with you, and he's like. My moon and stars, you're radiant tonight. Oh, thank you, thank you. Oh, oh uh, the lack of sleeves is very good for working while stop being fabulous. Avert your gaze, peasants! <laughs> Gronk yells at anyone who walks by. <laughs> I mean, you know, if Gronk can handle to shout it, that's why I wear the sparkles, because the light bounces off and that's going to make them have to avert their gaze. Like, ah, light in my eyes. Uh... Bill Webb with a 12. I think you do that thing cops do where they uh, touch the the drug and then taste it <laughs> before they have a yeah. fentanyl melt- meltdown. Uh-huh. Um, with a 12, uh, you just see what's going on uh, libation-wise here. Um, and it appears that this is just normal normal beer in these cups, uh, not anything particularly wacky going on on that front. So okay. that's uh, – I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> okay. So these guys are probably drunk. Okay. We, we 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 sort of we probably assumed that ahead of time, but now now we have confirmed it by smell by lick, by licking it. The safest way to find out what a substance is. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd like to establish that Saint Cecilia is in just uh, an extravagant gown uh, <laughs> that has like sleeves with like giant gothic spikes protruding from it. Oh my god. And shoulder pads that also have giant gothic spikes protruding from it. Uh, and just, uh, you know what, fuck it. A cape that also has giant spikes protruding from it. Jesus. And uh, it's 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 very extra. It's absurdly extra. All right. You all climb into uh, a glass elevator that goes down to the entertainment deck. Um, probably you can already hear the sound of music in the distance. As the elevator descends, you can see out the uh, uh, the, the glass walls into space, and uh, you look at the stars, and it's probably a, a distant planet of some sort that you can see. It has a strange, eerie color and a bunch of different dust rings. It's like the far space is uh, still visually very uh, unusual to you. It's hard to get used to, but uh, you all notice something. Uh, as you descend, which is an unusual pattern of stars. Uh, what would I roll? I guess a nature check to be like, why is that so curious? Absolutely. <clears throat> uh, 15. All right. So you're wearing a, a spiked gown. <laughs> you're, you're, you're serving Iron Maiden couture in the elevator as you look out into space and you see a constellation um and you can tell your compatriots what it is which is uh 
you know, one of the far realm zodiacs. Um, the same way, you know, Sol has Sagittarius, Sagittarius and Capricorn and Libra. Uh, the far realm has its own set of these star patterns. And this one appears to be uh, the troll. Uh, I will simply like stare out into space. I'm also holding a wine glass. I don't know if I brought it here or if I've already <laughs> just picked it up from the party somewhere. Uh, but it just feels like a vampire being fancy needs one. And I will say, uh, like, this is a sight that will take me some time to get used to. The new stars, the new constellations, that one, I think, the troll, they call it. Very marvelous, very beautiful. With a 15, you know that just as in soul, there are certain uh, meanings associated with these zodiacs. You know, like uh, Tauruses are fun and Aries are uh, solitary and Leo are good at kissing. Uh, the, <laughs> the zodiacs in the far realm also have meaning and the troll constellation is a sign of increased physical danger uh trolls as a creature can be like dismembered uh they won't die no matter how much you stab or cut them up um, and this is not a great sign and in fact during the next arc the stars are going to assert an influence on your roles oh shit and you are going to botch on both a one and a two. Ooh. Those jerks. Uh, an important question. Do we know what signs we are considered to be born under in the the uh, uh, far realm zodiac? Because it's going to really suck if I was born under the troll and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> this is real bad. That's something for you to think about and talk about. I'm going to say every arc of home team is going to be under a different constellation and we'll have different ongoing status effects for the party that will influence how we play wild fun all right i love it all right and this party arc will be characterized by doubling your chances of a critical failure well that's fine because that's gonna that's gonna mean nothing to us because we're gonna roll crit after crit after crit 20 after 20 it's never never a bad time will be had all right, let's get this party started. Do you remember the way the engine sighed?